Welcome to the Electra International series, Think Like a Leader. We all enjoy hearing another person's success story, and we hope our conversations with leaders from across the electrical construction industry will help spark your interest and creativity in finding ways you can think like a leader. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Think Like a Leader. Today, I'm your host. My name is Josh Bone. I'm the Executive Director of Electri. And today, I'm joined by Joelle Salerno. How are you doing today, Joelle? Doing great, Josh. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's so good to have you on the show today. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Your title is Government Affairs Director at Western Pennsylvania Chapter of NECA. There's only a handful of government affairs directors in the country. So I'm really interested in learning more about you, what you do, and, and understanding what a day looks like for, for Joelle. With that, let's let's jump in. Tell us a little bit about what you do at the Western PA chapter. I wear, I feel like I wear many hats for the chapter, but my main one is government affairs. And so that means I handle all the advocacy that Western PA does on a state level. Our capital is Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And so I, I go out there and I meet with legislators, both here in Pittsburgh and in Harrisburg. We work with our members and we work with our partners at the Pendel Jersey chapter to represent all of our contractors uh, with a unified voice in Harrisburg. And it's great in Pennsylvania, we have two chapters and both of them have solid government affairs departments and segments. So we're able to work together very well and have that unified voice. That's a very interesting job and, and a very important role uh, in representing NECA members. How did you get to this point in your career, Joelle? How, what, what was your path to this point? It feels like I just threw everything to the wall to see what sticks, but I started out on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., out of college. I worked for a member of Congress, and I worked my way up from intern to legislative assistant over the course of a few years. And so I, I handled legislative policy for the member. I worked on several different legislative portfolios for the member. So I got kind of a well-rounded experience to different types of policy, everything from foreign affairs to energy and commerce. And so after my experience there is when I came on with the Western PA chapter, they didn't have a government affairs department to start with. So I kind of came on and built it from the ground up. And, and that was a really excellent experience. And it was great to fulfill that purpose for our board, which they, they decided was a something that they wanted to pursue for the chapter. I keep seeing so many proactive things with what the Western PA chapter is doing. Did, did you meet Chad while you were on the Hill there locally? I didn't actually. I hadn't met them before and I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have taken a NECA meeting that wasn't part of my portfolio. So I wouldn't necessarily have met with the chapter, but I knew a couple of our contractors. I knew that they had been in and out of, of our office. And I, I believe I'd said hello a couple of times, but I didn't have a huge relationship with them. But I remembered them being very active in the community and, and very well known and very well respected. And so I was excited when when they were interested in interviewing me for this position. So they just came to you again, proactive, you know, that, that leads me down the path of the next academy that was built by the Western PA chapter. Can you tell us a little bit about the next academy and what it's about? Yeah. So like you mentioned, Josh, our board is 
constantly thinking ahead, trying to think of how the chapter and how Nika can serve our members better and members around the country, really. The idea behind it was they wanted our chapter to develop a resource for our contractors to learn how to lead more effectively and to be ready for change and to be able to embrace change when it comes, especially living in such a volatile world that we're in. What they were able to do, our executive director, Chad Jones, and our assistant director, Cody Phillips, partnered with Dr. Michael Callanan, who has 30 years of experience in electrical construction and a doctoral degree in organizational learning. And they built this year-long, in-depth, dynamic program for specifically for union construction. It's definitely leadership development, but it also has those pieces that are very unique to electrical construction, family-owned businesses, that kind of thing. And I actually had the opportunity to go through the Next Academy myself last year in 2020. I went through the whole year-long course, and it was so useful for me to learn about what our contractors are facing as business leaders and the new things, the new trends that are coming in through the industry. And I got a a lot out of that. I learned so much. And if any of your listeners are interested, they're welcome to reach out to us at Western PA, or they can go to nextleadershipacademy.org for a lot of testimonials from past participants. It started in Pittsburgh in 2018. It's expanded to over 400 participants nationwide since then. So Wow. It's a very short time frame, 400 participants. That's in, from all over the country. I've had a few time opportunities to speak to the group. And it's uh, it's always so encouraging to see people that have that mindset. They're wanting to grow. They're wanting to, that they understand that there's opportunity. It's wonderful seeing our contractors. You know, we, we talk about it a lot at Electric, working on the business, not in it. And before you can start working on the business, a lot of times you have to start working on yourself. It's good to see that happening. I want to ask you in in your role, and sometimes in tough times, people can split apart. Sometimes they can come together. Are you seeing now due to the pandemic, anything in relation to where we're working more closely with our, our trade partners, the other trade partners, the mechanical sheet metal, possibly the AGC? This has always been a, a risk just very risk heavy business. And traditionally it's referred to as a low margin business and high risk. Is there a way that we can come together through this pandemic, even from a government affairs standpoint, that we can start to to work together and move each other and raise the tide? Are you seeing any movement due to the pandemic and change there? Definitely. Well, I think internally within our, our chapter, the experience of going through the pandemic, I've seen our members work together and be sharing information and and constantly trying to do better and make sure everyone's doing as well as they can, has the resources they need through this pandemic more than I've ever seen before. And and that was really encouraging to see. As far as partnering with other trades and other associations, I think we've been able to do really well with that in Pennsylvania, specifically in advocacy and government affairs. We've had, even before the pandemic, we've had a couple of different coalitions, especially of subcontractor groups working together on different kinds of of legislation that will level the playing field for subcontractors and the challenges they face. A couple of those issues specifically, we had a prompt payment bill that passed the state house and was signed into law in 2018. And we're currently working on an indemnity, anti-indemnity bill right now, which is 
is going really well. And so I think the more we're able to have those kind of conversations and have those open dialogues between different subcontractors and general contractors too, we can make strides both from an industry norms perspective and a legislative perspective when we need to. Joel, I'm so happy to hear you say this and, and put this out there because when this gets out in front of the greater audience is one of the things I want people to understand is when I have a chance to work with you or Jessica Cardenas from our government affairs teams, James Farrell, we're not looking to get an advantage. We're just looking to be fair. The contract language, the terms, the prompt payment, there are some bad actors in our industry, but for the most part, we're good, hardworking people. Our contractors are good people that are looking to grow a business that's multi-generational. They're not just in it and going to change their company name all the time. I think there's so much there to be said for that by using the things that you do and, and for, from the government advocacy side, it's such an important part to build trust in our industry and hopefully weed out some of those bad players, prompt payment. There's general contractors out there that do what they're supposed to do. They're good people and they do what they're supposed to do and they're running their business in the right way. It's those that are out there that are trying to take advantage of, of the system today and, and leverage it to benefit them and potentially hurt others. So that's, I think that's such an important part of this is that every time I, I work with you and, and our team at the national level, it's all about being fair. And uh, so it's, it's good to hear you say that. It's not about moving the needle the other way because then it'll swing, the pendulum will swing back the other way. Absolutely. And that makes us successful at when we go in front of legislators and we're able to tell them, you know, this is the situation. This is how it's imbalanced. We're not trying to get an advantage here. We're trying to level this playing field. And that resonates with them very well. And that's building trust is exactly what I do. And that's what I do with all of my relationships. And the legislators are more likely to listen to what you have to say when they know you're coming to them without any kind of ulterior motive. You're going to be honest with them. You're going to be upfront. You're going to tell them who the opposition is and why they oppose it. And that when they know they can trust you, that's when they come to you and ask you for advice. And that's the kind of relationship that we've been trying to build over the last six years that I've been doing this for Western PA. That's great. Six years. You've been doing this for six years. That's six that's years. wonderful. <laughs> that's uh, must've been 14 when you started. <laughs> so Let's pivot for a minute in this conversation because we could talk about this all day, but I, I want to talk to you about Electri for a moment. And you've been a great advocate for us. You're on our talent initiative committee. You've got a lot of great ideas and, and we lean on you and listen to you for future research ideas. What about Electri keeps you coming back and it's being so engaged? Electri serves so many purposes, I think, for the contractors and then also for the chapter staff as well. And really, since I, I didn't grow up in construction and I'm still relatively new compared to so many experienced people that are working in NECA and in Electri, I just go back to Electri because I learn something different every time. And that's one of the biggest things that I have to keep doing since I don't have that background. I have to keep learning. I have to keep listening and then giving back when I can and, and giving my experience back when I can. So that's really what I what I'd like to do. You know, it comes across and, and getting the opportunity to work with you that, that you're, you are a passionate person. And I think there's a lot of opportunity there for us in, in the government affairs and advocacy roles and what we can do more at Electri to build some tools to help electrical contractors. Just thinking of that, what are you seeing right now, some of the impacts around the industry and some of the things that, that we should be looking at going forward? 
Yeah, I think Electri has can play a huge role in just giving contractors and chapters, government affairs, people like me, information about what situations contractors face in different states, what the legal situation is around the country. We found out through the process of our indemnity bill, as we were researching it, that 45 plus other states already ban broad form indemnity. Pennsylvania is one of the handful left that still has it. So that's one of the things that we're trying to to abolish in Pennsylvania to prevent our contractors from having to submit to that kind of contract term. So, you know, looking at Electri from the side of the Talent Initiative Committee, you know, you've been in the industry now for six years. You have a, a lot of, ex, you have your experience outside of this. What do you think some of the things are from your perspective that we're not doing a good job selling kids and people that could potentially come into this industry from start at second grade up to people that are already in their career? What do you think we could do? What, where should we be focusing to help some of these people identify an opportunity in construction and even more specifically the construction management aspect? Yeah, I think one of the things that we need to get across more frequently and more broadly is all of the different kinds of opportunities that are available in the construction industry beyond even just being an electrician. There are so many different pieces that you can do, so many different parts of the business that you can work in, whether or not you're going to be working with the tools in the field. So I think we can do a better job of of getting that word out to both to school-age students who are still deciding what they want to do with their lives and to young adults who may have gotten a college degree or didn't finish a college degree because that wasn't college wasn't right for them, how they can plug in to the construction industry with their interests and their talents. And there are so many different ways to do that. I feel like in my school experience, construction was a very monolithic thing and you can get a lot more information out to people about all the different places where they can, where their talents can serve the industry and all the good that they can do in the industry. Yeah. You know, I think we, that's the thing is we let other people tell our story in the construction industry and especially on the, from a trades aspect, you hear it from your guidance counselor. I know when I was growing up, it was frowned upon. Hey, you don't want to go to construction. That's a dirty job. Today, you look at it, well, it's a very good paying job, even for the dirty jobs. And then there's this whole world of management, construction technology. Our industry is evolving right now. As you look at how it's going to change in the industrialization of construction, I can see a lot more opportunity for us in the world of electric and how we can open up our recruiting. Plus, from a government affairs and advocacy standpoint, we're going to have to stay on top of this and look at how we, you know, there's just the the merging of the trades. I think there's going to be consolidation. I, I mean, it's, 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 we're seeing it with some of the low skilled trades right now that just so much is changing and we're going to need help navigating this through the world of, of government affairs. Is there any advice you have for a chapter about, or, or even a contractor listening to this episode about maybe why start a government affairs or some things that when you were building your program that you have advice for them? Yeah, I think what I always came back to when I was still convincing some of our, our members that they should get involved with government affairs and government affairs, people say it all the time. If you're not at the table, you're on the menu. That's right. And And that's one of the biggest things I've tried to convey is government and laws and policy isn't just something that happens to you. 
that you just have to react to and you have to deal with whenever it happens, whenever a change happens, you can have an influence on what's going on, but you have to put in the effort and put in the work to have those relationships with the people who are making those laws and policies to be able to give your feedback and give your input and make sure that the electrical construction industry is taken into account before that law gets signed. That's something that I always go back to and I try to to convince our our members of that and, and other folks who are pretty skeptical about getting involved with government. They don't like politics. They don't like dealing with, with politicians. And I totally understand that. And that's where I can fit in and I can help facilitate those conversations and those relationships. So it can grease the wheels a little bit so the contractors can continue doing their work. And then when they need to be involved, I can help them do that. Yeah. And it's such an important thing. You know, you think about all of the regulations, all of the tax implications, electrical contracting is a very complicated business. And uh, the, the, the government rules and regulations play a, a really important part in how successful or unsuccessful our contractors can be. I appreciate you sharing that. Now, if they couldn't start with someone that's dedicated like you, do you recommend a lobbyist or do you partner with a lobbyist yourself? Yeah, that is definitely one way to go about it. I would say talk with other chapters in your in your region and see if any of them are working on any particular issues, particularly in your state or one of the if you have multiple states and just see what the situation is and maybe see if you can get involved in something that they're already working on. You might check in with mechanical contractors or the or SMACNA or another association you have a good trusting relationship with to see what they're doing and see if they can help. Josh, I guess it's a good time to plug the advocacy tips sheet that we put together earlier this year, and we we published it through Electri, and and that's a, a really good document to go over if you're interested in just looking over what that means and, and what your options are and how to get started. And if you're just interested in, in learning more, I'd say I would start with the Electri Council Room sessions. I know I've learned a ton from those and, you know, they're virtual and regularly held and easy to access. And I think those conversations are a great place to get your wheels turning to see if your company has anything that is relevant to contribute to those kind of conversations. So last thing I want to ask you here and how we always wrap up Think Like a Leader, you know, what's the best advice you've ever been given in your career? What stands out to you that you use as maybe a mantra or something that that you live by and operate by daily? Yeah, definitely. The top one that I always go back to that'll run through my head at any point, anytime I'm having a tough situation or I'm wondering how I should proceed with something is the quote from Senator Alan Simpson from Wyoming, with integrity, nothing else matters. And without integrity, nothing else matters. That's how I approach everything that I'm doing. And just having that honesty and maintaining that trust and being a trustworthy person. I feel like we all are doing better when we're building that trust and we're trying to move forward together. So that's what I always go back to. That's a good one, Joelle. I'm glad that uh, we had you on the show today. It was great speaking with you. 
I want to tell all of our listeners, you know, you can listen to any of our episodes on all the major streaming channels, the podcast through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you pick up your podcast. You can also go to our Vimeo page and just search for Electri. And a number of the things that we spoke about today, you can access all of these resources for free on electri.org. So we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Until then, have a great day. Thank you for joining us for today's Think Like a Leader conversation. You can access every interview in this series on our website, electri.org, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. This is a remarkable look inside the electrical construction industry, and it's yours for the listening. 